listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear great ideas, insight, and inspiration to level up your leadership ability. Hey guys, welcome to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. I am John Barrett, and welcome to 2022, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, the beginning of a brand new year with all kinds of opportunity and great things on the horizon. Listen, today I want to talk to you about how to set goals. I know that many of you are thinking about goals here in the new year, New Year's resolutions and all those good things. Maybe you've already got your goals. Uh, Maybe you are just thinking about them and wanting to do more with goals. But I want to help you today. I am a firm believer in goals, and uh, we're going to unpack that today. And I'm going to help you by, by giving you a whole... Uh, method. Now, you may have heard of the SMART goal method. Uh, This is going to be a modified SMART goal method that I'm going to give you, and it's going to be super helpful. And I believe that if you apply these things as I do in my life, you're going to experience incredible things in 2022 uh, for your life, for your organization, uh, all that you're doing, you're going to take it to the next level. And that's what we're all about. So let's talk about this stuff. Let's talk about goals. Let's unpack this today and give you a good framework. So goal Goals are vital to success. You got to have them. It is so incredibly important. And I think a lot of people don't set goals and they just kind of live their life hoping that they hit the bullseye and hoping that they get success and hoping that they maximize their life. But if you don't have goals, I'm telling you, you're never going to reach your potential as well as you could if you did have them. Now, there's an old cartoon uh, in the Brother Lawrence, uh, which was like a Catholic kind of cartoon um, series that came out a long time ago. There's this great one in there. I, I came across this years ago, and uh, Brother Lawrence is is out there, and he's um, he, he's on this fence, and there's all these targets, and there's an arrow and bullseye in the dead center of him. And then there's one arrow that's just, you know, hitting the fence, and there's nothing around it, uh, like he just missed this, and it seems like, wow, you've hit all these bullseyes, but then there's this one that you just went random and didn't miss. And then he walks up to it, and he begins to paint a circle around it, and he basically keeps painting circles until the, the arrow is bullseye. And he says, it's easy. First, you shoot the arrow, then you just take out your paintbrush and you paint the circles around it, right? And I think a lot of people are living life like that. They're they're just kind of firing arrows and, and hoping that, that they hit bullseye, but you know they're just kind of going everywhere, and then they walk up to them and think, all right, I'll just kind of paint a target around it like that was my goal, and it uh, makes me feel better about myself, makes me feel like I'm doing something. But that's not how goal setting works. If we are able to maximize our life, then it's going to take us being able to set goals. So goals are vital to success. Don't just shoot arrows and draw targets around them, but draw the target in your life of what you're aiming for and shoot after it, right? Fulfillment is achieved in the pursuit of goals. I mean, our fulfillment, it's achieved in the pursuit of goals. That's how we are kind of wired. We are goal-driven people. We need them in our lives. So here's some things that, that you need to know about goal setting, all right? Number one, goals are necessary for fulfilling your potential. If you're going to maximize your life, they are necessary. you got to have targets to aim for, and highly successful people are goal-driven. You will always find it. In fact, uh, Seth Godin said this. I love it. He said, the thing about goals is that living without them is a lot more fun in the short run. I mean, it seems to me, though, that the people who get things done, who lead, who grow, and make an impact, those people have goals. 
I mean, Seth Godin hit it right, right, right on the nail there, right? I mean, he he basically said, listen, it's a lot easier to not have goals, but if you're going to fulfill your potential and get the most out of life, then you've got to have goals. They're necessary. Number two, goals force clarity. That's right. They force you to get clear and they make you prioritize and plan so that you can move forward. So they force clarity. So many people lack clarity on their future. They're not taking the time, but this gets you to get clear on where you want to go. It makes you think about it and it makes you prioritize and plan. Number three, goals keep you focused, all right? So, so many times in life, we're distracted by new shiny objects and all the new inspirational things that come out and new ideas that we have, and and we just want to run forward. But goals, they keep us focused on what we've already prioritized and what we've planned for, and they keep us moving forward. You know, there's this thing called death by distraction, and the word distraction actually comes from a, a medieval term that was used as a torturing method. That's right. This is kind of graphic, but hang with me. They basically would tie a a, a criminal, a a prisoner, to uh, they would take four horses and they would tie each of their limbs, each of their arms and legs, four four extremities that they would tie to these four horses. And then they would have those horses go at the exact same time and it would rip the person apart at each of their limbs. I know it's pretty graphic, but it was called death by distraction. That's what the method was. And we get the word distraction from this idea of death by distraction. Distraction. We're being pulled in four different ways, and it's ripping our productivity apart. It's ripping our purpose apart, and it's distracting us from what we need to do. So understand, distraction causes death. Distraction is your biggest enemy to getting things done. So goals keep you focused. Number four, goals give you purpose. That's right. They give you a sense of accomplishment, right? I mean, we get that dopamine hit from checking things off and feeling like we're moving forward, getting things done in life. And I'm telling you, if you're going to live a life of purpose, you've got to have goals. You've got to have carrots out there that you're sort of running after that make you feel as though you're making progress, all right? So they give us purpose and they give us a sense of accomplishment. That is vital. I guarantee you, you show me someone that is living a life of purpose and I'll show you someone that has goals. Show me somebody that feels no purpose in their life and I can usually trace them back that they don't have very many goals in their life or at least meaningful goals in their life, all right? So number five, goals hold you accountable. That's right. Goals hold you accountable. I mean, you know if you've hit it or if you haven't. You know what you're shooting for. So they hold you accountable and make sure that you're measuring your progress and that you're moving the needle forward to where it is that you want to go, that you've determined in your life. They bring accountability, and that is important in your life. Number six, goals challenge you to keep growing. That's right. It, 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 it's the thing that kind of challenges you like the first and 10, man. You, you've got a first down, but now it challenges you to look at the next 10 yards and say, okay, how am I going to get closer to the end zone? What's my goal? What do I've got to do? Imagine in football if you didn't have any markers or anything like that. In fact, Bill Copeland said this. He was an author. He said, the trouble with not having a goal is that you can spend your whole life running up and down the field and never score. 
I mean, imagine in sports if, if there was no end zone, if there if there was no markers to know where it is, whatever sport you're playing. I mean, there's boundaries, there's goal lines, there's there's some sort of measurement to know where you need to be. In basketball, you got the three point line, you've got the the end zone or, or the in, inside the paint, the zone, and you've got all these things. In football, you've got the end zone, you've got your ten yard markers, you've got all this going on, and it's because it helps us to challenge us to keep going so that we can make progress towards our goals, all right? So those are some things we need to know about goals. Now, why don't people reach their goals? I mean, why, why don't they do it? We all would agree that goals are important. We all would agree that, yeah, okay, with all these things that I just said, they give us purpose, accountability, they're necessary, they give us clarity, they keep us focused. Got it, John, this is awesome. But why don't people reach their goals? Let me just give you uh, some statistics here. Let me kind of an order of what they say are the most important things or, or the most things that, that um, uh, cause us to not reach our goals. Number one is this, lack of visibility. We don't reach our goals because of lack of visibility. In fact, it's one of the number one things on there. It's that we're not reminded. It's out of sight, out of mind. We don't go back and look at our goals. A lot of people make goals, but 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 they don't see them. They don't have them in front of them. And so they forget about them. They, they get distracted, like we said earlier, and they miss the mark. So lack of visibility into the goal. This is why you've got to have a scoreboard. You've got to have visible goals that you've got, whether you represent them with an object or a picture or something that you can do. That, that, that shows you what the goal is you're looking for. I know a lot of people, when their goal is to lose weight, I mean, in their car, in their mirror, I mean, at their office, on their desk, on their computer, everywhere they go, they'll have a visual, maybe of an old picture of them, that a, a goal weight that they want to get back to or something. Or maybe it's just an inspirational picture of somebody that kind of pushes them and, and, and causes them to say, that's who I want to be. I want to I want to have that kind of a look or, or that weight and that healthiness of that person. So lack of visibility. So you've got to have visibility into your goal. Number two, reason why people don't reach their goals, they're not written down. I know it sounds simple, but I'm telling you, this is statistically one of the highest reasons is that people don't write them down. Their goals are floating in their head, but again, they're forgotten about and they're not clear. I don't know why this is, but there's a lot of psychology and science behind this, that when you formally write down your goals, and you literally write them down, and I'm going to give you a framework on how to do this, but when you write them down, it's like you just put gas in the, in the tank of your goals, man. I mean, you, you just, you put what is needed to get to that destination, and without writing it down, there's just no fuel. There's no motivation. There's just something that keeps us from doing it. So you've got to write your goals down. Third reason is this, too vague. Their goals are too vague. They're just kind of uh, ambiguous, and they don't really make sense, and they're, they're they're not real tangible. They're just kind of floating out there, you know. Like I want to be a better person, right? I mean, it's that's way too vague. I mean, that that that's not a real goal. Um, or I want to I want to read more or something. That's not a goal. That is way too vague. So you can't be vague about your goals. You got to be very very specific. And we'll talk about that in this framework of the modified SMART method that I'm going to give you. It's a modified version of that, uh, that I've created, that I've come up with, but it's going to be super helpful. I help a lot of people set their goals through this. All right, but don't be vague, be specific. And then the next reason is they don't have enough reasons why to accomplish it. Not enough reasons why. I mean, their, their goals aren't meaningful to them. They're, they, they, they don't have enough reasons of why this is so urgent, why this is so important. I mean, and, and if you don't have meaningful goals that, that really kind of get you inspired and, and really get to your core of who you are, then you're probably not going to follow through with them. 
right? There's not a lot of urgency. In fact, Tony Robbins, the, the famous speaker, said this. He said, people are not lazy. They simply have impotent goals. That is, goals that do not inspire them, is what he said. I mean, they, they have impotent goals, goals that don't inspire them. It's not that they're lazy. It's just that they haven't tapped into the very thing that inspires them. In fact, Zig Ziglar used to say that, that there's no such thing as an a, a unmotivated person. Everybody is motivated by something. It's just that they haven't found their motivation yet. They haven't found what it is that motivates them. So your goals should motivate you. They should drive you. In fact, that they should be meaningful to you. All right, so you've got to have reasons of why. You, you, you have to have more reasons of why to accomplish it than why not to accomplish it, right? I mean, if, if why, you, you know, why not is bigger than your why, your why not is bigger than your why, then you're not going to accomplish it. But if your why is bigger than your why nots, then you'll accomplish it because you have a bigger reason of why this is so important versus why not, why you shouldn't do it or all your excuses or whatever that is. So I want to help you with this and give you a modified SMART method. Now, many of you guys have heard of SMART goals. It's one of the most uh, famous kind of uh, ways to set goals, kind of a little framework. But I'm going to modify that just a little bit on some of these words, and and, and just to get you thinking about this. And this is so vital. This is so important. In fact, I've got a, a, you can download this. If you go to johnbarrettleadership.com, there's a little worksheet under this podcast uh, where you can download the notes, and that there will be a SMART um, uh, kind of worksheet uh, a framework for you to print this out or, or put it on a tablet and you can fill this out. But this is so important that you go through a process to set your goals. And if you walk through the SMART method then I'm telling you, then you're going to be more successful in your goals. They're going to be meaningful and you're going to think through a plan of action for them. In fact, Ben, ben Franklin said this, for every minute spent in organizing, an hour is earned. I love that by Benjamin Franklin. For every minute spent in organizing, an hour is earned. So if you'll work on your goals and go through a framework rather than just kind of setting random goals out there, walk through the framework, you're going to get everything you need to know in order to be successful with goal setting through this modified SMART method. So here we go. SMART, the S, stands for specific. So what are the specifics of what you're going to do? You've got to be specific. What is it? You can't be vague about this. Remember earlier when I said that, uh, you, you know, you, I want to be a happier person? Way too vague. No, 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 no. You don't say, I want to be a happier person. You're going to say, I, I'm going to practice a happiness habit, right? That's more tangible. Like, that's a goal. I'm going to practice every day. I'm going to practice a happiness habit that you're going to determine what that is. But that's your specific. Not, I want to be a happier person. That's way too vague. Or, you know, I talk to a lot of people that want to read and, and, and read more. And if, if your goal is, I want to read more in 2022, 20, uh, that's not going to work. But if you say, you know what, I'm going to read one book a month. Now, that is specific. That is something that is tangible, that is real, that is a goal. I'm going to read one book a month. All right, so get specific on what the goal is. That's the S. The M is the measurables. What are the measurables that that you're going to write down? How are you going to kind of track this thing? How are you going to measure what you do? What are you going to do exactly? So remember, I I used that idea that I'm going to be a happier person, which is a bad example of of a goal. No, no, no. Your specific goal is I'm going to practice a happiness habit, habit, happiness habit every day. So my measurable is I will start a daily gratitude list of three things I'm grateful for. Right? So that's your measurable. This is that every day I'm going to write three things down that I'm grateful for. Right? 
A bad measurable is I will try to be happy each day, right? That's a bad measurable. How, how, how do you know if you tried to be happy or if you didn't? No, it's got to be measurable. How you measure it is saying something like, okay, I'm going to practice a happiness habit and I will start a daily gratitude of a list of three things that I'm grateful for. That you can measure. So make sure that you write down measurables, things that you can measure if you're working towards your goal and if you're doing what it takes to kind of hit those metrics. On the book, if you say, I want to read one book a month, then you might say, you know what, my measurables is is to read uh, one chapter uh, a day. I'm going to read one chapter a day for the month. That's my goal, uh, to get through the one book a month, all right? One chapter a day is what I'm going to read, Monday through Friday, all right? That's a measurable. So a measurable is not, uh, I'm going to get through the book in a month. That's my goal. That, that's it. I want to read one book a month, and my measurable is that I finish the book by the end of the month. No, that's not measurable. Measurable is I'll read one chapter a day, Monday through Friday. All right? So what are your measurables? Next thing for the A, for the SMART goal method, is this, actionables. What are you going to do? What are your actionables? What are you going to do to kind of take action and actually make this happen? So what are you going to do to accomplish it? You've got to create systems in your life. So let's go back to our example about the person who made a bad uh, uh, ha- uh, um, uh, 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 goal to say, I want to be a happier person. No, no, no. Specifics are, I'm going to practice a happiness habit every day. My measurables are, I will start a gratitude list of three things I'm grateful for. Well, their actionables are going to be something like, uh, I'm going to purchase a gratitude journal and create my list to start off my week uh, each day on Monday through Friday, every morning at 7 a.m., right? That's their actionable. I mean, that's what they're doing to make this happen. They're going to get a gratitude journal, and then they're going to create a list, and they're going to start Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. That's their actionables. That's part of the goal is to do that, all right? So these actionables are things that you want to do. How are you going to make it happen? All right, the person who says, I want to read. I'm going to read one book a month. The measurable is to read one chapter a day, Monday through Friday, to get through the book. Actionables are going to be, I'll read from 6 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. in my living room with a highlighter, and I'm going to know exactly what it is that I need to read because it's going to be one chapter. Right, So their actionables are is they know exactly when they're going to do it in the morning, 6 a.m. to 6.30 in my living room, and where they're going to do it with a highlighter so that they can highlight things down that they read. That is actionable. right? So write down the actions that it's going to take in order for you to fulfill this goal. What is it? That's your A. Now, your R, this is where I change it a little bit here uh, with, with that. Um, the, in, the, in the traditional SMART method, it's specific, uh, measurable, and then attainable, and sometimes it's relevant or different words like that. I've changed the A to actionables, and the R I'm changing to the roadblocks. So what roadblocks will keep you from fulfilling this goal? What are some of the risks that you might have in not doing this? All right, so what are some of the distractions? And you need to identify what the roadblocks are on the front end. I think a lot of people don't realize what they are. For example, um, people are a lot more likely to follow through with their goal of working out, and they've proven this to be true, when they've laid their gym clothes out the day before. 
right? When, when they just lay them out and get them ready. So, you know, the, the roadblocks might be, hey, I want to be healthier. And so what I'm going to do to be specific about that is my goal is to lose 10 pounds in the next, you know, three months. My measurables are I'm going to lose X amount uh, per week is what my goal is. And my actionables are I'm going to work out. I'm going to hit the gym every morning at 6 a.m. for one hour, Monday through Friday, in order to hit those goals. And I'm going to get some new clothes for the gym and maybe get a new membership or maybe just go buy some equipment that I'll need to do it. My actionables are I'm going to study maybe a, a workout method that I'm going to uh, use to do this. But the roadblocks might be, well, when I wake up in the morning, uh, I might be tired. I might be distracted. I might tell myself, ooh, it's a lot warmer just to sleep in the bed and all that. So what am I going to do to keep those roadblocks from keeping me from my goal? Well, I'm going to lay out my clothes the night before. I'm going to make sure I've got everything that I need to do. Right, the person who had the the uh, uh, wanted to be happier. Remember the goal to say I'm going to practice a happiness habit. I'm going to do a daily list, a gratitude list of three things. I'm going to get a gratitude journal. That's my actionables. I'm going to do it Monday through Friday in the morning. Their roadblocks might be, well, you know what? I might get up in the morning and want to check email, and I might get distracted by just jumping right in the work or with the kids or you know getting them ready or whatever it is. So they're going to say, I'm going to wake up earlier and make sure that I put my alarm clock on the other side of the room or something, and I get up, and I'm going to immediately go straight to my gratitude journal so that I can practice my happiness habit so that I'll become a happier person, right? That is the roadblock they've identified and then how they're going to solve that, right? The person who wants to read a little bit, the roadblock they may have is when I'm tempted to get up in the morning and go read from 6 a.m. to 6.30 with my highlighter and all those things we talked about, I might be tempted to go back to bed. So what am I going to do? As soon as I get up, I'm going to walk down the stairs. If, if you live on a two, two floors, uh, I'm going to walk down the stairs immediately, and I'm going to get a cup of coffee, and I'm going to turn the lights on, and that'll be my cue to get reading, right? So they've identified the roadblocks that might keep them from doing it, and then they've come up with solutions. That's the roadblocks. Now, that's a little different than the traditional smart method, but I think it's important that you identify the roadblocks that could keep you from this and so that you've got a plan of action of how you're going to break through that when it happens. Because if you wait to make that decision in the morning, right, it's kind of like an if-then statement. If this happens, then I'll do this. If, if you don't have those, like, okay, if in the morning I'm too tired and I'm tempted to sleep in, all right, then I know I'm going to walk downstairs, get a cup of coffee, turn the lights on. That's my if-then challenge. So you've got to identify those roadblocks that if this happens, which might be an excuse, it might be distraction, then I'm going to do what in order to fulfill my goal. So identify the roadblocks, all right? Last one is this for the T, for the SMART method, is times. What are the times that you're going to track? So this is where you can get really specific uh, on what you're going to do, okay, with those times. You kind of think through, well, if I'm going to go after this goal, how am I going to check in? What are my times that I'm going to do? For example, the person that's going to do the happiness habit and make a gratitude list of three things, their times might be, hey, I'm every morning, Monday through Friday, I'm going to write down three things and I'm going to spend at least 20 minutes doing this. And then on Saturdays, I'm going to review all of my entries and just be reminded of that. So those are the times that they're going to do it. The person that's reading the books, they're going to say, look, from 6 a.m. to 6.30 a.m., I'm going to read that chapter in my living room, my highlighter, and if I'm tempted to go back to bed, I'm going to go downstairs, get a cup of coffee, turn the lights on, and then what I'm at my times are is I'm going to check in 6 a.m. to do my reading, and then on the weekends, I'm going to catch up on anything I've missed. Those are the times that I'm going to do. So your times are just a, another way to drill down a little bit more specific into when are you going to do this. 
this. For example, the people that want to work out, a bad goal is I want to be healthier. Nope. I want to lose 10 pounds in the next three months. That's specific, measurable. I am going to go to the gym and I'm going to work out from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. in my living room or in my home gym or at a a gym that I join. That's my measurables is that I'm going to do that every day, Monday through Friday. My actionables, I need to go get some new clothes. I need to lay those out in the morning. Uh, I need to be able to identify a workout that I want to do and create a routine for me so that I'm able to go do that. My roadblocks are I might be tired. I might make an excuse. So what am I going to do to to fix that? Well, I'm going to have... Uh, a, a playlist ready to go the night before, or maybe a movie that I'm going to watch while I run and work out, or maybe a podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and set that up so that it'll get me kind of excited about what to look forward to. Uh, and you identify the roadblocks and then you figure out a solution and your times are, well, I'm going to work out um, at 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., but here's what I'm going to do specifically. From 6 a.m. to 6.20 a.m., I'm going to get on the treadmill. From 6.20 to 6.30, I'm going to do weights and, and work on this. From 6.30 to 6.45, uh, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And then from 6.45 to 7, I'm going to stretch and do that and then get cleaned up and head home. Right? So those are the times that you're doing. So this is a work a workflow that I want you to think about. The modified SMART method is what are the specifics, what's the measurables, what's the actionables, what are the roadblocks, and what are the times that you're going to do to work through this goal. Now, all those things will give you your goal, and if you'll walk through that whole process, it'll even give you the plan to make it happen. And I'm telling you, goals will start happening in your life if you have a framework. Because it's not just saying, I want to read more. Now you've worked through an entire plan, a whole system, and it's forced you to answer all these questions through the modified SMART method that will help you get the action plan needed so that your goal becomes a reality. All right? So hopefully that is helpful to you. So last thing, we'll come down the home stretch. What to do with your goals. So once you've gone through the SMART method and you've worked through the worksheet on every goal that you want to do, you've run it through this, what do you do with your goals now? I mean, you've got this plan, but, but, but what can you do to be more successful? So here's some thoughts. First one is this. Keep your goals visible. So when you've got those SMART goals, put that down somewhere. I mean, make it visual. Make it creative. Make it something that is meaningful to you. Keep it visible in front of you somehow, some way. Whether it's for each goal or all your goals in general, whatever you got to do, keep it visible. All right. Next thing is this. Review your goals consistently. So you have got to always check in with them, even if you don't need to. Maybe every morning your goal is to check in with your goals and and to have kind of review system to get yourself fired up for the day. Where am I out of my goal? How am I doing? Where, where, where am I at with this? And make sure that you consistently review it. You've got to have a system that forces that. All right, next one, go public with your goals, right? This is important. Now, I'm not saying you got to let everybody and their brother know about this, but there is power in public accountability. So let it be known. Let your goals with coworkers or family members or friends, let it be known. This is why Weight Watchers has had so much success in the past as a weight loss program because they used to, do, I don't know if they still do it, but they would do public weigh-ins. And, and there was a lot of public goals that you would make, and people felt so much more accountable to them, and they followed through with them. You know, it's one thing to have a goal in your own mind that you think, but if you don't do it, there, there's no accountability on the line for you. But man, if you know that you've got other people that you've told you're going to do this, they're going to be checking in on you. So go public. It's a way to kind of create guardrails in your goals for yourself that keep you moving forward. Next thing is this. 
create a tracking system for your goals. So create dashboards or some sort of system that will help you to kind of track how you're doing in this goal. Maybe make some mile markers in your goal. You know, the whole idea of person who wanted to lose 10 pounds in three months, right? Maybe they're like, look, my goal is to, you know, lose about three pounds or so, a little over three pounds uh, a month. And so I'm going to break that down. So get a tracking system, like know where you're at, have some milestones and mile markers there to keep you kind of going towards the, the tracking towards your goal. All right. So create a tracking system somehow so that when you do review your goals consistently, you can kind of measure where you're at, where you might need the kicking in the gear, where you might getting a little off track. Don't wait until it's, you know, a few days before your, your deadline for your goal. No, 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 no. You know, like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta lose 10 pounds in two weeks. I gotta go for it. And then you do some crazy crash diet that just, you know, you're just trying to chase your deadline. No, get a tracking system so that you can keep yourself on track throughout the whole process of whenever the deadline of your goal is. And then the last one is this, reward yourself when you hit checkpoints, right? Reward yourself when you hit checkpoints. Now, I'm not saying unhealthy rewards like I want to lose X amount of pounds. I'm going to go treat myself to a, a gorging night out, you know, or something like that. Don't do anything that's going to sabotage your goal, but reward yourself. Make sure that you've got some checkpoints in there with you to say, look, if I hit my goals or stay on target, here's what I'm going to do. I've heard of people that have paid themselves. They've literally given themselves permission just to kind of have a little fun that if they stay on their goals, then, then they put money in it. And it's just money that they can go spend. It's just a little competition with themselves. So whatever you've got to do to get creative, reward yourself when you've hit checkpoints. We need that reward. All right. And listen, be willing to adjust your goals sometimes. All right. I mean, be willing to kind of adjust in what's going on. Don't be so, uh, you know, in concrete with your goal that you're not willing to adjust a little bit. I know that's a big debate with a lot of people, but I want to encourage you, be willing to adjust those goals. And listen, your goals are there to serve you. You're not there to serve your goal. So you can adjust your goals a little bit. You can play with them. So I hope this was helpful for you today. Go to johnbarrettleadership.com. Go to this podcast of, of how to set goals, and you'll have a worksheet with that smart method and, and some other things that you can download there so that you can work through this. I want to help you guys create really meaningful goals in 2022. I hope this has been helpful to you, and I hope it's given you some ideas to think about. And as you kind of plan and as you set your goals or modify them for this year, guys, I'm for you. I'm rooting for you. We'll see you next time here on the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. Have a great time, guys. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit www.johnbarrettleadership.com.